podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Ibrox. Hello and welcome to your flagship edition of this Cybrox is your weekly Rangers podcast. My name's Scott Patterson. As always, you're very welcome along to join myself and the three podders that join us tonight before I introduce them. This is Ibrox is brought to you by Triple H Mortgages, the one-stop shop for all your mortgage and mortgage insurance needs. You can contact them as soon as you can, which at this case will probably be Monday at some point, 0122553138 or via email craig.bryce at hhhmortgages.com. Com. You can visit the company website, all the W's, .hhhmortgages.com, and similarly on Facebook, they're there as HHH Mortgages. Listeners and viewers to the pod can get all the special discounts that they get for the free mortgage review and advice from Craig. If they mention this, Cybrox, by all, men- by all means, rather, men- mention Scott Patterson or any of the guys that, that you are now becoming more and more familiar with um, as the season wears on. On the pod this week, it's Kyle, David, and Shug. Guys, how are you? Enjoyed the game today. Hello. Can I say delighted and angry at the same time? Typically optimistic, David. Typically optimistic. I I love it. Of course. Of course. (laughs) So we should say before we go on, I I think um, huge kudos has to go to the the two displays we've seen at the the match today. The less we forget um, across the, the Sandy Jardin stand was absolutely incredible as it always is we have to say um and and to the left of course the the broomy stand with, with that magnificent flag that, that came up just as the as the the players were being laid out very very impressive the minute silas was as you'd expect impeccably observed um and it's it's really no surprise that um our friends across the city and i use the term loosely david um it really let themselves <laughs> down by by not being able to to observe uh, a bit of quiet for 60 seconds. It's really disappointing now. And I think people are really long in the tooth for it, but goodness me, give us peace just for a minute. Aye, aye. I mean, all right, I, I know they've got their arguments about the poppy and whatnot, but come on, a, a minute, silent. That's that's not too much to ask. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's, there's any argument for it, to be brutally honest with you. I don't um, either, but I know they try. Yeah. <laughs> So back to matters um, on on the pitch today. We of course um, had a, I would say a, little, a bit of a stodgy. Kyle, we I, we spoke before we started. I I felt the afternoon for Rangers today was a wee bit stodgy. Yeah, it's a great way to to describe it. It was it was a bit um, stopping and starting again. And at the first fifteen minutes, especially, it was it was just like going through that quagmire. It was just trying to get the players up to speed. It was awful. It's too lethargic at times for me. I mean, you look at the the goal that we conceded, the the pass from Hadji to to Lundstrom. I mean, I think both players partly at fault for that. There, it was a poor pass from Hadji and, and Lundstrom just not in his heels to get it. But I mean, I, I've just seen that goal back about I don't know ten fifteen minutes before we came on to do this. And as I suspected at the time, I thought it was offside. I, we I sat in the club deck just between the um, halfway line and the uh, Copeland. Yeah. And it, it looked offside for me. Um, and was he offside? Yeah, I've not seen it yet. 100% offside. I mean, it was about half a yard in it. But I mean, just the way Goldson came out, he looked offside. So, surprised not to see linesman. I don't think it helps the way Goldson was leaning towards goal for. Because I mean, looking at a foot position, absolutely, there's no doubt that the way he's leaning, I think, 
you know, cast that doubt and if the linesman isn't well placed, which I don't think he was from what I've seen, um, then, you know, it, it, it's a tough one to go without VAR, um, which, you know, we don't have up here. So uh, let's be honest, though, <laughs> shouldn't have been a case of whether it was offside or not. That just shouldn't have happened. Um, yeah, I thought it was, it was very, it was very samey. As the as the goal we conceded at St Mirren, um, that pass into Lundstrom in an area of the park where you really shouldn't be passing the ball into the body of the pitch, in my opinion, um, and and we got caught out. Um, listen, as far as the starting eleven is concerned, Shug, um, we we said sorry, I should say welcome back, Shug, welcome back. It's good to see you, my friend. I hope you had a good trip. Um, we 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 obviously. We took Barisic out from from last week. We took Davis out to give him some some well earned sort of time on his bottom, um, and we brought in um, Bassey at left back again. Scott, really impressive. Scott, why, yes. Why are you pretending like Shug cares about any of these changes and except I'm, one? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to build them up. Shug, you'll be really you'll be really pleased that your man Bakuna got his first league start, and I have to say, was one of the best players on the pitch today. Yeah, I was delighted to finally see him get that start in the league and I think he justified it. Yeah. I think he's key in these sorts of games because we don't need and it's brilliant to see Ryan Jack back but I can remember a couple of years ago Jack Amara because we did two holding and everybody was and I think it's still the same so I think we don't need two holding with Aribo and Bakuna. Yeah. It's two threats too dangerous and against teams like Ross County we are we can afford to play like that. And I thought Bakuna offered quite a lot. And he has the type of player that looks like he could get 10, 15 goals if he gets a regular game. Uh, but we'll see what happens. But it was good to finally see him get a start and good to see him get a goal as well. So, David, well, we, we've spoke about the goal that um, Ross County scored. I think everyone now agrees. I've not seen it yet, but I'm happy to go with Kyle's judgment that I was offside. Um, from where I looked, I, I couldn't quite tell because I'm behind the, the play almost, probably similar to where Kyle was to be perfectly honest with you um, so couldn't possibly tell um, thought it was a good finish by the boy to be perfectly honest right. with you, he waited on McGregor and I think McGregor waited on him and it was it was kind of like a roulette who was who was going to go first um, however we, we did eventually come into the game for the second half of the first half um, and Joe Rebo scores a really good header um, to bring us level in the tie I, um, I mean, for someone that you associate, you know, that magic with his feet with, it was a really well taken header. I thought, and yeah. keeper didn't have a chance. You know, there was just no way he was stopping that. Yeah. So no, delighted with it. Um, I think it's one of the criticisms that sometimes can be levelled at Rebo is that his numbers aren't huge, almost similar to what Kent was like in his first season with us, where he did a lot, built a lot but didn't have, quite have the numbers to back it up. So uh, it was good to see him take it, and especially a header, it shows something else in his locker. It was a great leap as well. One of the things that, <laughs> that sort of jumped out at me, if you pardon the pun, was just how high he got above his marker, David. It was, it was as yeah. you say, you don't, you don't, um, you don't tie in Aribo with with getting a header to to score. Uh, he's he's so. tricky with his feet and he's all over the place with his legs there. But to get a header like that to bring us back in the game um, was really important. It came at a good time for us. I did that. I did that. Um, I think it was important we answered it quite quickly. Otherwise, I suspect we may well have seen the fans getting 
not nervous, but probably frustrated, I would say, more than anything. So, yeah. you know, it was, it was important. We responded quickly and, yeah, up he stepped. Um, I mean, for me, and I've said it a couple of times now, I think Aribo's been one of our best players this season overall. Um, and that, again, just underlined his importance to us for me. Kyle, we've spoke a couple of weeks um, now about the importance of getting Ryan Kent back. And um, I was fortunate enough from where I sit at the ground to have an absolutely wonderful view of, I would suggest, perhaps our goal of the season so far. What an effort that was. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've stolen my thunder a bit. I mean, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. I, have, I had the perfect view of this just when the ball came out to him, when he dipped his shoulder, sold the dummy, cut it back in. I mean, it, it's one of the sweetest strikes I've ever seen in football. I mean, we, we know he's got that in his locker, that shot from outside the box, but just yeah. uh, just watching the ball, I couldn't believe it. It was like somebody was like pulling the ball down in a string. That's yeah. how quickly it dipped. It, it was unbelievable. The keeper, no, no chance at all was saving that. And I, I think, listen, we obviously know that Ryan Kent offers us a, um, a lot more than maybe what the other guys do that, that perhaps play in these positions. I think he, he's he's added numbers to his game, to, to quote David, over the last couple of seasons. Um, but I think to get him back into a, a trend of maybe doing things like that can only be good for us going forward, Kyle. Yeah, I mean, you can see it. What what a difference it makes to the the team. I mean, even when he came on against Bronby on Thursday there, and okay, maybe not the first sort of ten minutes, but he could. He just speeds things up. Everything goes through him. It's quick. He shifts people, and he, he acts almost the the wall in a lot of situations. But he, it's just that first touch. He always finds the player, um, and it just gets us going forward. Puts us on the next attack. I mean, his work rate's outstanding. I mean, you can see it as well. Uh, I mean, there was one point, I think it was just after the second half, where it, it was an isolation between um, the Ross County right-back and him. And <laughs> that's what I said to Craig. I said, I could smell the fear off the Ross County right-back <laughs> from, from the club deck. Um, you can see it. He's he, he just brilliant. There's, there's no other ways about it. Shug, one of the things I was a little bit wary of when, when the, the teams were announced, it looked like... Um, Taking into account if Aribo is maybe playing that more advanced role, um, the midfield, I, you could probably argue the midfield three was Lundstrom, Bakuna and Hadji, um, which doesn't really offer you a huge amount of protection. Perhaps suggests that Steven Gerrard was relatively confident going into the tie. Um, Bakuna playing as that sort of roaming eight, if you like, and just finding pockets in between the midfield and the Ross County defence was really important when we came out for the second half, and he scored a really clever goal. He put us at 3-1 in the second half, didn't he? Yeah, Kent's goal of the season didn't last long. He did find that. I think that's why we say I would see a Rebo popping up on the right-hand side quite often in that position, cutting in from the right and getting a shot away. And then it was good to see that replicated with the Kuno on the left-hand side cutting in and just offers a whole lot more threat. Having a player that's able to play them slide rule passes with Hadji, Aribo and Bakuna, so the threats were there. So it just gave... I felt that watching the game, my players seemed to have an extra yard of space because I think it came from... Ross County not known who to pick up or where to pick up. And I think Ryan Kent's huge in that because it's normally two are on Kent. So it gives our players a wee bit more time and things like that. And I think yeah. 
the, the defenders have got more to contend with. And when you're thrown, Gerard obviously thought that they were just going out and going after it. It just it's too much and it overloads teams. So it was good to see it work out in the end. David, one of the things that that struck me straight away um, about Bakuna this afternoon was that um, if you were to turn up and look at him without looking at YouTube or, or reading Shug's reviews, um, you would look at him and instantly think, he really looks a bit lazy. He doesn't look that in- when Do you know what I mean? When he's, he's moving around the pitch, he doesn't look that interested. But then he always seems to have a trick or, or a yard ahead of the guy that's closer to him. I was really impressed with him today. And, you know, I, I, you can hear people sort of screaming at us, oh, we're playing Ross County, we're playing Ross County. But um, there's a huge pressure to play for Rangers. And, and as a new guy that's coming in to play in a midfield that has predominantly always had guys like Arfield, Davis, Kamara, Jack, Lundstrom all in there this season, you have to be prepared to go in and play in that three and hit the ground absolutely running. And, and he's done it himself, I would say, a huge deal of good going into a semi-final in a week or so's time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm not convinced that he'll start in that semi-final just because I'm not sure that we'll go quite as attacking in that. I think you know we'll probably revert to the two-holding, which may see him drop out, but he's absolutely done himself no harm there at all. Um, I've been calling for a while, actually, and saying, you know, I'd like to see us be more attacking, as have most Rangers fans, to be fair, that, you know, these lower sort of half of the table, you know, you want to see more attacking. As you said before, we don't want to see two holding midfielders in these games. And I think he showed us, you know, he's staked a real claim for when we do play two attacking midfielders for him to be that second mid. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, as I say, I felt today um, there were definitely moments that him and Hadji Kyle looked to really bounce off each other. I thought they, they looked like they were playing nice wee passes, nice wee triangles, finding space for each other. Um, it was really impressive. I, I thought they played really well. And I think, I mean, obviously be the first game that they've they've almost played together for any length of time that, that bears good fruit for us moving forward. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, the main take-home point for me today was was the fluidity in the team was much, much better than it, uh, yeah. I think, at any point. I mean, it didn't matter who had the ball. Everybody was linking up well. I thought, um, I made a note on my phone, because I knew it was coming on tonight, that I actually thought Sakala and Bakuna linked up really, really well at absolutely. points tonight as well. Yeah. So that's, link up play was, was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and yeah, and hopefully it's a sign of things to come. Um, I mean, a point about Hadji was he's just, you could see it, I mean, his, his post-match interview after that um, Bromby game, I think he'd obviously been taking lessons off Alan McGregor on how to be raging on a post-match <laughs> interview. Um, for that one. But, I mean, it, it, was how, it was how we all felt, uh, and he just he just gets it, he just gets it. I mean, he took a few poor ones today again, never complained, never moaned at the referee, he got up. Um, a special mention is to, to when Ryan Jack came on the pitch. I love, absolutely loved that Hadji was going mental, you know, trying to get yep. his hands. Yeah, the fans, absolutely. And, and I just love it. I, I love the guy at times. I mean, he's brilliant. He's just, again, there's nothing else to say other than he was, he was, he was had a really good game today. Chuck, the fourth goal came from uh, another have assist and it was obviously an own goal I think it was Yakaviti that ended up turning it by the goalkeeper um, special word for our captain 
the 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 much maligned James Tavernier gets his 100th assist for Rangers Football Club this afternoon. There will be better players that have rocked up at Rangers in our history that haven't got anywhere near that. So fair play to him, isn't it? Quite an accolade to go away with that tonight. That was absolutely phenomenal. <clears throat> and you turn around and say he's a right back. Yeah. He's not an attacker, he's not a winger. He's not an attacker. bloody player. record than a lot of attackers out there, isn't he? Yeah. He's a fullback and 100 assists. And I know all the calls and everything that get Nathan Patterson and stuff like that, but it just it's just so difficult. It's because that position Tab's just so good at, and it just takes Tab to drop to a six out of ten, and everybody's calling for him to get yeah. out of the team. And I just think it's so unfair. He because he's always got that threat, and some of the assists that he's come up with this season and goals he's come up with this season is just. I think he's very undervalued, very underappreciated at times. See, I wonder if part of that is because, you know, he was a Warburton signing in essence, wasn't he? Um, we've been through quite a few spells since then that, you know, we don't associate with success or decent players. I just wonder if people kind of subconsciously hold that against him. Um you know, it's, it's, I, I don't think it's something you can rule out. I, I think that Tommy McIntyre will be listening to this as I see it, and I know it'll think, um, there's a certain scar tissue that is um, sort of surrounded the guys that were involved in the drubbings that we took at Celtic Park and the drubbings that we took at Hamden, and James Tavernier was part of that. And I think up until probably Ryan Jack's goal and the 1-0 victory against Celtic a season or so ago, I think only then has the tide began to change for guys like James Tavernier. But I, I think now, after what he'd done last season, lifting 55, it changed. And the sad reality is he has been in a, a group of players, maybe senior players at the club, who are deemed to maybe have not performed to the same level as last season. Um, and I think with him being the captain, there's almost an attitude that it's not acceptable for you not to be cutting the mustard, you must turn up every week and you must give us a 8, 9 out of 10 every week without fail. And the one thing I would say that is hugely admirable admirable about um, James Tavernier is he always puts himself up. He he never hides. He's always around. He's always um, looking to do something again. If he falls in his arse or he hits a corner straight at the pitch, as he done, I think it was was it St Murn where he slid? Do you know what I mean? Aye. Or it may have been Fur Park, I'm not entirely sure, Aye. but um, never hit. Do you know what I mean? I'll take yeah. the next corner. Um, and that's admirable. And, and as a, a quality as a captain, as a support, we, we should load them for that. 100 assists, fantastic. We're Great. really lucky to have them. Um, David, we obviously conceded um, right at the end. A sloppy goal again. Um, and it, it's another two goals conceded at Ibrox. So I think that's us conceded 13 league goals this season, um, the amount we conceded for the duration of last. Um, so takes me on to my point about the defence. Um, I think we've got great options from the front six. So you're three in the middle and you're three up top. Gerard can mix and match that for as long as he likes. We don't have that luxury um, in defence. And I wonder, taking into account things like Patterson's future, um, Golton's future, the fitness of guys like Holanda and his reliability. 
Um, I wonder if in January, if we do do business, it may be in and around that back four area. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said in the group chat after the game, I, I genuinely believe we need a decent quality centre-back in, in that window. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, running through your options, you've got Bassey, he shouldn't be centre-back, you know, he should be left-back in my eyes. Yeah. Um, Jack Simpson, not seen enough to think that he is going to cut the mustard in the starting eleven. Um, you've got Katic, who, rightly or wrongly, you know, doesn't seem to have that level of trust that your Goldsons do. And then you've got Balogun and Hollander, who are struggling with injury, and quite often do. Um, you know, they're both decent enough defenders. I'd say Hollander is arguably our best defender. Um, but with that risk of injury, it's a problem. And the other problem that we've got is Goldson knows. I mean, he can put in six out of ten week after week after week. He ain't getting dropped. Who, who are you going to replace him with? Simpson? Yeah, I don't think so. So, um, you know, I, I genuinely think we need a top-quality centre-back in. Not necessarily to replace Goldson. I'm not going to jump on the bus and say, right, get him out of the team because he hasn't signed a contract or whatever. But I think just having that person pushing him might be enough to spark, you know, some of last season's Goldson. And if it's not, then we have an option that we can bring in in his place. Hell, we do... <laughs> We don't have the same um, abundance of riches, if you like, moving forward. We saw um, Balogun come off in the second half. Bassey moved in one, they brought in Patterson to, to go across to left back. I think really just to race that guy that was playing right back for Ross County up and down the, the flank for the rest of the afternoon. Um, yeah. But it, it was quite obvious at that point that we... we are a bit thin in the ground for perhaps quality going across that back four from right to left back. Sorry, I missed that. That broke up a little bit there. I, I'm just, I'm wondering if we we have almost issues with um, our our quality going across right to left back if we go one of these key guys down. Yeah, I mean, I think for a, for a lot of people, I mean, we looked at the bench. That was the first thing we said today. Was there's only one defender on the bench yeah. and. Patterson. So, what would happen if anything um, went wrong? Uh, it's, it's something we've seriously got to be looking at. I mean, I'm sure uh, maybe Patrick could give Rangers a wee call and make some suggestions as to. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, as I worry, I mean, looking back on it, I, I still think letting Edmondson go, I mean, as silly as he was in, in breaching the COVID protocols, he's a better option than, than Simpson for me. Um, I think he's better than Balogun. I'm not too sure. I've always enjoyed watching Balogun. Okay, he does have the odd wee sloppy mistake, but I mean, other than that, he's he's pretty solid. I think he gets some criticism that's not not deserved at times, but it's a it's an area of the squad we're clearly going to have to invest in in the January transfer window, um, or if. In maybe involves promoting, you know, Leon King or, or Lewis Mayo or something like that up from the, the first team squad because by all means the, <laughs> the B team, they look like they've been doing the business this season as well in the lower leagues. So, yeah. I think it was curious enough, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned Lewis Mayo, Kyle, Ian McCall. He's obviously out in loan until January um, at Thistle, Partick Thistle. And um, Ian McCall has, has kind of been singing his praises this week. I believe he was playing him as a sort of 
holding role and um, moved him back to a more natural position in centre half. Um, and it's it seems to have worked, and he's he's churning out the the really good performances. Shug, we've obviously seen a lot of um, rotation at left back this season. Sometimes it's Barisic, sometimes it's Bassey. Bassey today played um, was excellent, first class. He was really really good. Dave, I know David isn't a great fan of of the rotation of moving guys in and then moving them back. Um, I just wonder if guys like Calvin Bassey could do with an extended run in the team in his position and just see how we go. Yeah, I'm getting excited about it. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm a Barsi fan, but I think we just lose something well. Parasage, like yeah. today, I think like set pieces and that quality crosses and things like that with Tavernier there as always, but I don't think Hadges was particularly great and I think that there was a free kick Hadji took straight into the wall, which was absolutely made for Barisic. Yeah. So I think I I would go along with giving Barsi that run, but I would hope that behind the scenes is really working on his delivery. Uh, because we don't we've not got a seven foot striker. No. So <laughs> it would have got to the head of that uh, the cross for Tavernier last week. Which was never a cross for Tavernier. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> Jesus. So I think that he really needs to work on his delivery, but his power and up and down that wing. I would have liked to have seen him in a race with uh, Clark with the way Patterson was <laughs> had either long a race. Absolutely. I think the thing for me is, um, I'd, I'd agree with you, I think Barisic is the more complete player, but he's got to earn his spot back in the team. At the minute, I would say it's Bassi's. And, you know, Barisic is more than capable of taking that back, but he's got to show us. Yeah. You know, there's you, you never doubt his heart, but there's just something not quite there for me at the minute with him. I don't know if it's the same as Kent, because that's Barisic has been... A wee niggly injury again. Aye. And that's then where he went out with his injury, his form wasn't great. And then he's that... come back now and he looks absolutely fresh, brand new player. I don't know, but since the end of last season and then with Croatia and everything doesn't seem to have been fully fit. So I don't know if there's something there. And yeah, that you maybe need a 10 game layoff to go and just get fit and get back to what he was. If that's what, what it takes. You know, if that's what it takes, it would be worth it. But at least we have a decent option whilst he's out, I suppose, is the key thing. Kyle, taking into account we've just scored <laughs> taking into account we've just scored um ten goals in, in two games, of course, with the six at, at Motherwell um last weekend. Braun Bay slap bang in the middle and then four at, at Ross County Sunday afternoon. Um, I just wonder for you, does the international break, the fourth international break of the season so far, um, does it come at a, a good or a bad time for you? Good in the sense that it maybe gives us the chance to, to rejuvenate ourselves and get ready for like, the semi-final coming up, but bad in the sense that, do you know what I mean, we just seem to be hitting a bit of momentum at a really good time to, for it to stop again. I think we've lost Kyle. Be there. Ah. There he is. No, I'm here. 
I'm I'm never a fan of the, the international breaks. I've been on previous pods and and said that I, I can't stand them. World Cups, Euros, yeah, I'm all for it, but I just I can't I can't stand international breaks. But yeah, I would much rather we we kept the momentum going. I mean, I think especially with the inclusion of guys like Ryan Kent back into the team, I think it's super important for his development that we keep um keep playing him. And I think having Ryan Jack as well, I think it's super important that, that we have him starting as many games. I, I mean, I've been saying it for. I think since day one on the podcast, I feel at times we've really, really missed a player like his influence in, in the field. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I mean, we were talking about Barisic there. It, it gives him a chance to, to recover. Um, maybe gives Leon Balogun a, a, you know, a bit of rest time as well. And saying that, though, he'll be away with Nigeria and no doubt play the, the two games that they've got. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other positive I could take from it is it, it's two more weeks closer to having Hollander back as well. So <laughs> I think that's a fair point, mate. I think that's absolutely fair. Yep. Um, and David, same question to you. Do we do we do we largely think that international breaks it come at a good time or a bad time for us? Um, I think with maybe the exception of Barisic, poor time. Yeah. Um, as you say, we've got momentum. Um, you know, we t- we touched on Ryan Kent and Ryan Jack. Both of them got minutes today. Now, they wouldn't have got that if they weren't fit to be playing. Yeah. Um, so what I think they're after more than anything, and especially with Jack, given the amount of games he's missed, is going to be minutes to get their match sharpness up. Um, this doesn't help in the slightest with that. Um, point taken, you know, could be good for Barisic, depending on what's going on. Um, if he has got a niggly injury, hopefully he isn't called up. But yeah, I think overall for me it's a very poor time actually. I'd rather kept going given the kind of form that we're in. So Shug, last one of the 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 pod this week probably goes to you. Um, we know that international breaks a lot of shite to be perfectly honest, which I think is what the guys have kind of piddled around saying. However, um. I wonder if you are in Ryan Jack's shoes tonight. He comes back to an incredible reception, um, fully deserved reception. And and for the 50 minutes or so that he's on, looks like he's never been away. Um, he's now not going to have any game time until potentially being involved, I would imagine, on the bench, um, the Hibs semi-final on the 21st. Um, he'll be looking for some game time, surely, in that. 10-day period or so just to get himself up to speed? Yeah, I think I'm in the minority. I think it's come at a good time. I think away from it, we'll probably arrange bounce games, a couple of bounce games, so that like around Jack can get minutes and things like that. And obviously the next block of fix just takes us up to the the winter break, so it's something that we can focus on and try and arrange plans that aren't in Dubai. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I but Bakuna wants his hair braided, mate. I <laughs> uh, but Shane Duffy or whatever it was. I didn't know. <laughs> uh, although I'm sure part of need. But yeah, I think that it's actually come at a good time and Ryan Jack getting them minutes today. He'll be itching to go again but I think if we had the semi-final next week I don't know if he'd be involved necessarily I don't it's hard to just throw him back in and expect him to play from the start and things like that and there's so much competition in midfield and he's had so little time so I think some bounce games and things like that for him 
will be good for him. And hopefully when we do get back to Hibs and then that chunk of game starts again, can then see get Jack back in the team and things like that. And hopefully when we come back, we can give Spar a do and make the Leon game Oi. meaningless. And hey, I think well, I predicted for the last day, so I'm allowed to say something I didn't predict. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you yeah, said we'd keep a clean sheet against Ross County. Jesus. Yeah, no. <laughs> You're half full again. I think that the goal scored. Nah, nah, you got the goals scored, I got the goals against. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I do think it's a good time for us and we can set our stall now and we're setting four points top of the league and enjoy the next ten days. Well get through the next ten days, two weeks. Yeah. Uh, where at least waking up every day, four points clear at the top. Listen, Chug, I'm I'm glad to have you back. I know you had a you've had a wee trip away there and I, I assume you've enjoyed it. Welcome back to the pod. Good to see you, my friend. Good to be back. Yeah, it was a, it was something different. Good. Uh, it made me I've got a whole load more respect for all these bears abroad all over <laughs> the team. It's, it was difficult to try and go on and see things and that, but yeah, it was interesting watching the Motherwell game in Hong Kong Airport. Yeah, but yeah, I appreciate the bears abroad and the times they're getting up for things. I just didn't like going to sleep, having to wait till wake up in the morning for the score lines. <laughs> that was the toughest part, but yeah, great to be back. Welcome back. It's good to have you back. David, thanks for joining us again this week. On a, a, We're obviously recording this a new flagship on a, on a Sunday night now to, to get into our, our listeners and viewers as, as soon as we can on Monday. So thanks for joining us. Well done. Cheers. And, and Kyle, of course, last week we done in the dugout with a Big James that will be going out fairly eminently, we imagine. Um, Rumour has it, it's, um, it's myself that's on with you and Craig Dennett this week. Oh, yeah, we're all looking forward to that one. All the big secrets coming out. Just just watch out for them, Scott. They're proper ageist. Uh, give me a well, right tour of time. They'll not, they'll, not need, they'll not need to be ageist for me. I'm I'm a lot younger than I look. I have, you know. Die. Die. Okay. <laughs> do you remember Teletext, Scott? I do remember Teletext. Yeah. Uh, oh, now nah, you're yes, too old for these lads then. Teletext. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Don't even go there, McLean. Do not even do that. Aye. So another weekend passes and, and Rangers are, are top of the league, which we're glad of. Uh, Chug's absolutely right. We're going to the international break, four points clear, and we should be thankful for that. Right. We look forward to a semi-final at the, the rear end of, of that break. Um, this has been this Cybrox, Scott Patterson and Kyle and David and Shug we've um, thoroughly enjoyed your company don't forget all our pods are available across at www.scybrox.co.uk if you're looking at us on YouTube please like and subscribe and um, leave any nice comments preferably if, if you can we will do it all again next week or we won't do it all again next week we'll do it all again in a couple of weeks we'll do a build up for the um, for the Hibs game on the 21st I look Ooh. forward to In the Dugout with Kyle and Craig honestly um <laughs> have a good time and we'll catch up soon thanks for watching bye bye <laughs>